This is very British. I'm Lewis Weston. On Wednesday of this week, Black Mirror Series 5 dropped. And I want to give you my thoughts on the fifth series of the show. So obviously, it goes without saying, this episode contains spoilers for Season 5 of Black Mirror. But if you haven't seen the show, I am going to give you a non-spoiler overview first, and then we'll dive into spoilers. What is Black Mirror? Well, it is a dark sci-fi anthology series. Every single episode is standalone, but has easter eggs and references to others. Black Mirror was created, and I think a few of the episodes are written and directed by Charlie Brooker. You might know him for his wipe and the end of year recap uh, on New Year's Eve. It was the first two series were originally aired on Channel 4 here in the UK, and it was picked up by Netflix, and they have made they have made series 3, 4 and 5 as their own Netflix originals. The three episodes in series 5 are Striking Vipers, Smithereens and Rachel Jack and Ashley 2. This is the same episode length as the original two series on Channel 4. 3 and 4 were six episodes long however we did have the interactive choose your own adventure standalone black mirror film bandersnatch and if you haven't seen that i feel like it's a really good point to get into the show and also it's something that we haven't seen very much as at all in television so or films for that matter. But now let's talk about the three episodes in series five. Oh, and yeah, I forgot to mention Black Mirror is set in the near future with technology as its kind of main cause of stuff most of the time. And it's major plot lines. So Striking Vipers. I thought non this is my non spoiler review, I thought it was quite a decent episode. The technology was quite good. It took a turn that I didn't really expect, but it was quite interesting. Smithereens was a it's like a stakeout, well not a stakeout, like one of those situations where someone takes someone else a hostage and the police have to get involved and deal with it. It's, I feel like I've seen that kind of thing a lot of times, maybe it's just because I watch a lot of crime dramas, but that it was tense, but it wasn't anything that kind of blew my socks off. Rachel Jack and Ashley 2 was 
probably my favourite episode of series 5 it is all about a pop star and how her aunt kind of stops her from doing the things that she wants to do and tries to control her so if I had to recommend it I definitely would I would say watch it when you're feeling happy it's not a show that you want to watch when you're sad because I find that I get a bit sad emotionally when I and I, I get down when I watch Black Mirror so that's why I sat and binged all three episodes in one scene on one day so but that's just me okay let's actually talk about the episodes in terms of spoilers I think the nickname for Striking Vipers for me has got to be Street Fire because that's what effectively uh, Striking Vipers is and I think it's kind of it's interesting the technology that they use it's like realistic VR and it kind of poses the question is that the same thing as cheating is it as bad as cheating would it class as cheating because you're not actually physically doing something but because you feel it does that make it cheating I think some of my standout moments are the uh, pinball scream where one of the main characters plays pinball and then just screams (laughs) the line about having sex with a polar bear is interesting. I think the fact that it went off into sex is something that I didn't anticipate, but maybe that's just me. I think it's interesting that they didn't really have an attraction in, in the real world. And the conclusion of the story, when they basically, the couple come to an agreement that one day a year they can have they can she can go and meet someone in the real world and he can meet up with his friend online I think that's really sad <laughs> looking at it it's kind of like a sexual Christmas day where you get to be excited because you're spending time with someone that isn't your wife it's yeah, <laughs> that's what. Bla- <laughs> yeah, Black Mirror. Ah, <laughs> uh. yeah. I don't really know what to say now. It's it's a not a bad. It's just tough because for me, I think they really should break up at that point. They just get divorced. Be with whoever whoever they want to be. I think the conflict of him wanting our main character wanting to stop the game, and then the other main character I can't remember his name. I'm gonna call him the Angry Pinball Guy. If you watch the episode, you'll know. And 
I think him wanting to continue it even when he said no and stopped is kind of a bit toxic. I don't feel like it would it would be a good relationship and obviously in the real world it just won't work out. I think his plan all along was to give him the game because he knew what it would be like. There's a line I think he says that he was trying to have, he was having sex with random people on the internet and the NPCs. I mean computers and it's just not the same as doing it with a friend. <laughs> Which is sad but yeah. Anyway, I think we should move on now to Smithereens. As I said at the start, Smithereens felt like something of kind of sin already, but nonetheless it kept me entertained for an hour. I think just it's because I finished watching Line of Duty a few weeks ago and it just felt like an extended scene from Line of Duty with a bit of technology thrown in. I think an interesting point is that the technology company Smithereens, they know more and can get access to, the, to inform more information faster than the police both in the UK and the US. At the start we see two lads and they kind of broadcast it to the world on the Smithereens social media platform and within 20 minutes news crews show up and loads of people are talking about it and that kind of just reflects how news breaks in today's society I mean this episode is set in 2018 Smithereen seems like a mixture of Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all the major social media platforms combined. And it's interesting. The main person, he wants to speak to the head of Smithereens, the team on happy with that request they try and ask the head to stop but he doesn't and as it turns out the guy that was holding the intern hostage sorry I can't remember his name I'm not good at names um, he killed his fiance and a driver of another car that he crashed into. It seems like what he's trying to say is, well, I killed them, but so did you. If it wasn't for your app, then I wouldn't have looked down at my phone and killed her. But at the same time, if he just had, had do not disturb on or Turned his phone off 
while he was driving. Or heck, not even looked at his phone or looked at the notification like you meant to do. Then it probably wouldn't have happened. He probably wouldn't have been in that situation. But, yeah. The episode is one of, if not the only episode of Black Mirror so far that doesn't tie things up. We hear a shot being fired as soon as actually is interesting as soon that that shot is linked up with the pressing of the enter key of the woman's daughter's password. Again, we don't get to see the conclusion for that little subplot, which was sad. Because I'm wanting to know what, what was in that account. And also we don't get to see who was shot. But we hear a shot. So it could be the intern. Or we could have got away. It could have just been him. It could have been no one. We don't really know. It's really the only episode of that series. That left me with that classic Black Mirror feeling of. Oh my gosh, the world is just a mess right now, I think. I don't really know why, because it was probably the darkest episode of the series. Charlie Brooker said that series 5 is still dark, but it also has light bits, and to an extent it's probably the lightest series of Black Mirror so far, in its light moments. But it can get sad and dark at times. Anyway, let's move on to the final episode of Black Mirror Series 5. Rachel, Jack and Ashley 2. Rachel, Jack and Ashley 2 were... That was my favourite episode of Black Mirror Series 5. I think the whole, for, for me the whole thing feels like a metaphor for... Miley's treatment at Disney, the way that Disney treated her. The ant really symbolises Disney, who were controlling and who in, were probably kept her down in contracts that she didn't like and had no saying, didn't want to write the music that they were wanting her to write and wanted to be someone else. I remember watching the last Hannah Montana movie. And she, uh, I believe she was deciding whether she wanted to be Hannah Montana or Miley Cyrus. And I felt, looking back, that was quite interesting. If this is how she was treated. And then Miley... After the whole Hannah Montana thing was wrapped up, she came out with a song called Wrecking Ball. And I felt that was, looking back on it, that's kind of a metaphor. She's, I think she says, I came in like a wrecking ball. I all I wanted to do was break your rules, because all you ever did was wreck me. And I feel like that, for me, it's now interpreted 
is a metaphor for Disney. How Disney put all these walls around her. All she wanted to do was break them down because Disney destroyed her life. I feel like that is a very dark message and something that goes against what Disney kind of says publicly, but it's something that I feel like I believe is true, or maybe not true, but it's a good story nonetheless. But anyway, back to this episode. This episode, the tech doesn't feel too far off. It feels kind of like five to ten years down the line. Having more well, some of the tech. On in this episode, Rachel get her, gets her hands on an Ashley 2 doll. Ashley 2 is a doll slash voice assistant with basically the brain of Ashley 2, of Ashley even, Ashley O, the pop star sensation, effectively Hannah Montana in this situation. And Ashley, Ashley 2, we find out later, only has 4% of her actual brain. And that, I think it's at that point, it's when things get weird. I felt from the very start of the episode, when Ashley 2 is asking, oh, do you have any family? Do you have any brothers or sisters? You know, how old are you? I was just there thinking, this doll is collecting her personal information. And what we've seen over the past couple of years with Cambridge Analytica and firms like that and data breaches of major companies, millions, thousands of people being breached of their data. I felt that was that was where my mind went immediately. So, because obviously this is a company that we, well, not a company, but this is something that was made by her aunt and the team behind that, and it's something it's, we're meant to believe that the aunt is kind of bad, and well, she is bad. She doesn't do nice things, and she doesn't respect Ashley's actual feelings. And it feels like they could just be collecting all this information to improve a demographic and the analysis and stuff, but I wouldn't be surprised if this would have been sold on to other companies and to advert companies that try and make money. I think it's quite interesting. <laughs> The way that the Ashley 2 doll goes a bit berserk. Well, she does see malfunctions and goes nuts when she learns of the real Ashley's death. Well, induced coma state. I'm sat recording this episode and there's an Amazon Echo next to me. 
Sometimes wonder, well, Amazon says, and Google, and Siri, and Apple, Baker Siri, and the rest of these companies, all say, oh, well, we only record when we listen, when we hear the right word. We've got to take that word for that. There's no proof. We've got really access to that data. It's interesting, it's weird to think that it might be listening to us. Our private conversations are now not private whatsoever. But hey, that's Black Mirror, that's what it does. It makes you think about this type of stuff. And it creates a conversation and that's why it's one of the biggest sci-fi shows around at the moment. Because it's good sci-fi. It's good storytelling. But most of all, it creates conversation. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. I'll probably dip in, I might dip into that in another episode. And so, where was that? Yeah. So, when a delimitizer is taken off, actually, too, we see the real Ashley inside this robot doll. She starts swearing, going mad, and she immediately knows that it's around. Which is interesting. We then go to Ashley's house. And the Ash, Rachel, and Jack wake her up from any news from this coma-like state. I'm jumping around a bit here, but also in the episode there was a bit what this technology where they can basically scan her brain and then interpret her coma feed into the music and the lyrics that she wants. So she brings up this song that she's been thinking of. Thinks of this song. Then her aunt goes, hey, let's change these words. Let's change those words. Let's turn the pitch a bit up. Let's make it a bit poppier. And in the end, it's nothing like what the actual song is that she imagined. It's a pop song. And the whole actually eternal thing as well. Again, technology that's probably going to come out in five to ten years, very near future stuff, where you have holograms of potentially, you know, dead singers. Bands, you know, and this image can just exist forever, whether the person's dead or alive, you know. So, I think that's scary, and it's something that is sad, but we do get quite a nice conclusion. After Miley wakes up and breaks in to where they're showcasing 
Ashley Eternal, their new album and their stage tour is going all around the world. It ends up that Ashley joins this, well, fronts this punk rock band with Jack on guitar and singing as well. And this is the music that she wanted to make. I was watching the Radio 1 Big Weekend and Miley played some of her brand new music. That in an album that came out the other week and it felt very much like that type of music. She says at Big Weekend that it's music that she likes, that she wants to make and that she feels is right for her right now. And that's interesting. I definitely feel like Miley had a chat with Charlie Brooker, had an idea for an episode and Charlie the writer's tweaked it, added technology and bits and bobs. I don't feel like it's something that just came out of the black mirror writing team and they simply ask for Miley Cyrus to be part of this. I feel like Miley, maybe a team went to them and said, look, we want to, we've got this idea for an episode, can you make it work? And the black mirror team said, yeah. So... In conclusion, Series 5 of Black Mirror was pretty good. Even though it was half of a typical series from Netflix, it felt like it was worth it. I'd be happy if Black Mirror made just three episodes a year, but they were this quality. It felt like the writing team had more time. It felt like they had more time to spend on, and more money to spend on each episode, to talent, and the world itself, and the technology. And on this, and with Bandersnatch being out in December last year, it was it felt really good. I feel like Bandersnatch was a one-off thing. I don't think they'll do it again. But I hope they keep the high quality up. Black Mirror is honestly my favourite, but also not favourite show. In terms of sci-fi shows. Anywhere. Right now. It's sad, it's depressing, but... If you like sci-fi, you like dark, sad, depressing stuff. It's a good watch. It's one of those shows where I think, oh, I shouldn't watch it, but I can't stop myself because it's so good. Maybe that's kind of a metaphor for the whole show. But hey, I'll leave you with that. Black Mirror is a lot to think about. And this episode's gone on for longer than I expected. <laughs> that's it for me. I'll be back probably next weekend with another episode remember you can email the show at very at gmail.com 
if you've watched Black Mirror Series 5, let me know what you think. If you haven't, go and watch it. I mean, why are you still listening? <laughs> but yeah, I'll get on to more light-hearted and more happy stuff next weekend, hopefully. <laughs> I'll see you then. Cheerio.